Welcome to the Growing with Nature podcast. I'm your host, Darren Williams, permaculture enthusiast, restoration ecologist, and founder of Growing with Nature. Too often, we hear that the best thing we can do for nature is to leave it alone. But people are a part of nature, and you can make the living world around you come alive with abundance for people, plants, and wildlife, even in your own backyard. Join me on a journey through regenerative soil building, permaculture, restoration ecology, and more. To learn concrete steps you can take at home to support wildlife, grow incredible, delicious food, and help heal our living world right in your own backyard. Ready to get started? Grab a shovel, roll up your sleeves, and let's make the living world around you come alive. In this episode, we're going to look at the role plant-eating insects play in the garden, and how you can bring them into balance instead of fighting them, all while getting abundant harvest for your family and your community. So let's dive into why your garden needs plant-eating insects. Let me ask you a question. Are you happy when you see caterpillars or aphids on your plants? What about leaves with holes in them? If you're like most gardeners, you probably aren't happy to see plant-eating insects in your garden. You know, I saw a post in a Facebook group, a gardening group, you know, once about aphids on some weedy plants along the edge of their of a, the person's property. You know, these plants weren't close to a garden. They were in a relatively unmanaged area. And the person wanted to know what the bugs were. They weren't sure if they were aphids or not. You know, most of the replies, you know, people identified them as aphids. But then they all went on about how the person needed to get rid of those plants and those aphids. You know, fire came up a couple times. You know, gardeners, myself included, you know, we care about our plants. I get it. You don't like to see the plants you put time and care into growing get eaten by insects. It's easy to imagine bugs and other pests swarming over your plants. I think we tend to treat all these insects as a swarm of locusts moving across the land eating it bare. But they aren't a swarm of locusts. They're the foundation of the food web that supports a thriving and abundant living world. If you really do want to heal the living world and cultivate abundance for people, plants, and wildlife, then you need plant-eating insects too. But you don't have to sacrifice your plants on the altar of these insects. You can bring them into a balance where they don't destroy your plants, but they also don't go away. So let's look at how this works and why your garden needs plant-eating insects. But before we do, I want to take a moment to read a recent review from Chumar on Apple Podcasts. Chumar says, It's all too often in ecology that information is presented in a grandiose or technical fashion. Darren makes this podcast accessible and inclusive. Kudos. Looking forward to more. You know, thank you so much, Chumar. I really appreciate it. A big goal of this podcast is to help people apply the concepts found in ecology about how the living world works and apply those concepts to their backyards. You know, to use those concepts in very practical ways to heal the living world around them. So thank you very much for this review. And if you like what you hear today, then please, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Your review will help more people find us. People like you who want to bring these skills home to enjoy wildlife, grow more food, and help heal our living world. And please, you know, also think about sharing this episode if you enjoy it uh, with people you know that might also like it. That's a big help too. Okay. Let's get started. You know, one year a while back, my cosmic kale plants were completely covered in aphids. The leaves were all stunted, and the plants looked horrible. And I really wasn't happy about it. I like eating cosmic kale, and I couldn't get any harvests from them. And, you know, if you don't know, cosmic kale is a type of perennial kale, and they normally just provide huge amounts of, har- of abundant harvest year-round. But this year, just we couldn't get any because of all the aphids. 
But, you know, I had chosen to leave the aphids alone and not use neem oil or even just soap and water to deal with them. Despite being upset to see so much damage happening to my plants and not getting any harvest from them, I let the aphids be. And I'm glad now that I did. When the plants were covered in aphids, I took a moment to sit down right next to one of the plants and just watch the aphids. Now, they're not that exciting, but after sitting there a while, I started to notice that there weren't just aphids on the leaves. I started to see these little black bugs that I could just see flying around. They're super tiny. I leaned in and took a look closer, a closer look, and I realized that they were all these tiny little wasps. They were a small or even smaller than an aphid. And there were tons of them flying all over. But don't worry, these little tiny wasps, they can't sting you. These little wasps are a type of wasp known as parasitoids. They lay their eggs on other bugs like aphids, which then hatch and the larvae eat the unfortunate host. I also noticed that there were ladybugs and their larvae moving around the leaves. I saw hoverflies visiting and laying eggs on the leaves. You know, hoverfly larvae are predators that just love to eat aphids. You know, by leaving the aphids alone, I was giving space for all these predators to swoop in and eat the aphids. But more importantly, I was giving those predators space to reproduce and increase their numbers. And now, today, I rarely have any issues with aphids. They do still show up, and they cause some damage. There are some on my cosmic kale right now. But there are always ladybugs, parasitoid wasps, lacewings, hoverflies, and many other predators there too. I, today, I can't find aphids without finding their predators right there with them. The result is a balance. The aphids show up, they increase in numbers a bit, but then they just disappear. You know, they're kept from overwhelming the plants because the predators show up. You know, but this only works because early on, I left the aphids alone to give time for the predators to show up and to reproduce and increase their numbers. You know, unfortunately, predators are slower than their prey, you know, like aphids. The aphids and other plant-eating insects will always show up first before the predators do. You know, aphids actually lay their eggs in the fall on plants and they overwinter as eggs. Uh, so they pop up right early on and it does take a moment for the predators to show up and find them. But the more predators there are on your property, the more likely they will show up before the aphids or other pests can cause much damage. You know, but it takes time to build up the population of predators in your area. The area around my house, you know, went from a lawn to a place filled with gardens, fruit trees, berries, flowers, and native plants in just a few years. And at first, the aphids were out of balance. You know, that's why my cosmic kale was so damaged that one year. But the predators were there too, just in small numbers. You know, the previous landscape that was all lawn hadn't supported them. So they, they were there, but there was very few of them. You know, that changed today because I waited and I let the predators reproduce and build up their population. And today, aphids aren't an issue. And while I do still have some damage to my plants, it doesn't keep me from getting abundant harvests. And I don't have to spend my time or money fighting all the plant-eating insects. The predators do that for me. You know, I would rather spend my time cultivating more abundance for people, plants, and wildlife and transforming more of my property than fighting aphids. And I would like to just take time to sit and enjoy the abundance that I've created and 
not worry so much about whether or not there's a bug eating my plants. But beyond that, aphids and other plant-eating insects have a vital role in the landscape. You can't have abundance for people, plants, and wildlife without them. So let me ask you a question. Are you familiar with the idea of trophic layers? You know, this is a concept from ecology that helps explain how a food web changes. You know, it helps to explain why there are relatively far fewer predators than the prey they eat. The bottom trophic layer is made up of what ecologists call producers. You know, these are things like plants and algae. They produce their own food. You know, plants and algae take nutrients from the land combined with energy from the sun to make their own food through photosynthesis. You can kind of think of them as nature's solar panels. You know, it's how the energy from the sun is is provided to the is taken in and and made accessible to the rest of the life. You know, the plants and algae they transform the sun's energy into a form that is useful for animals like us. You know, they make sugars, they make all those tasty fruits and other things. They make their leaves. You know, all these things that we and other animals eat. You know, but that. And that energy from the sun that the plants have transformed, it can only move through the food web up the trophic layers if something eats those plants. Otherwise, it just lock, is locked in to those plants and it doesn't support other life. You know, and that really does bring us to the next trophic layer. You know, specifically herbivores or plant-eating animals. You know, all those plant-eating insects like aphids fall into this category. They're just one trophic layer above the plants. You know, while deer and other larvae herbivores also eat plants, it's the plant-eating insects that make up the bulk of this group and do the most to support other life. And that means there is more of them than any other type of animal. This huge abundance of plant-eating insects then goes on to feed a large number of predators and omnivores. You know, without plant-eating insects, there wouldn't be birds, ladybugs, frogs, or really any type of animal life. Even large animals like bears rely heavily on insects. And other, you know, predators rely on the things that eat the insects. So like a hawk, most hawks, you know, like a red tail may not be catching bugs, but it might catch the snake that ate the frog that ate an insect. You know, there's all these things are linked in the food web. And so everything needs these plant eating insects and other insects too, of course. You know, all these insects are the main way that the energy from the sun moves up through the trophic layers to support all other life around you. You know, they, they're taking the energy from the plants, change, you know, using it to build their own bodies, and then other animals are eating those insects, which then, that's how that energy that originally came from the sun moves up through these, the soil food web up through the trophic layers. You know, these, all these insects, these plant-eating insects and the other insects, they're the plankton of the land. They feed so many other types of life that without them, our world wouldn't function. You wouldn't have a living world. You've got to have plant-eating insects on your property. Without them, you just can't heal the living world, and you can't cultivate abundance for people, plants, and wildlife. So you need plant-eating insects in your garden, but you don't need them to be out of balance. That's where we tend to run into problems. That's why people tend to not like these insects is because let's face it most properties are out of balance just like my place was when it was all lawn when we bought this place there wasn't a balance there wasn't a healthy thriving abundance you know but these insects you know these plenty insects they're important because they support so much other life and that's what we need to focus on you know let's embrace that 
and bring in all the critters that will eat those plant-eating insects. You need to support the things that eat them. You need those plant-eating insects so you can have more birds, more frogs, more ladybugs, and just more abundance. So how do you bring in the predators that will eat, you know, these pesky insects? The first thing you need to do is provide shelter for those predators. You know, this can be done by really making things a bit messy in and around your garden. We do, we, we clean up too much. If you clean up everything, you know, in your garden at the, in the fall and other times of the year, you know, you're taking away all the places that ladybugs and other predators can hide. And even over winter, they'll get under those leaves and other things to get out of the cold. And that's how they survive the winter. You know, so leave the fall leaves on the ground when they fall in the autumn. You know, add some logs and log piles along with some rock piles. You can easily hide, you know, the logs and rocks with perennial plants like shrubs and mini flowers. I have some big log piles that you just can't see because all the plants have grown up around them. And all those plants will also support predators. You know, and that brings us to my next tip for you. Plant lots of flowers and native flowers are the best. You know, lots of predators like the parasitoid wasps, hoverflies, and others need pollen too. You know, they need that to survive. And all these plants, you know, these flowers, they also provide shelter. And if you can add a source of water, you know, this could just be a bird bath. But if you can, a small backyard wildlife pond is a great option too. You know, I've put links to more information about all these steps in the resources section of the show notes. And a few weeks ago, we had a podcast episode all about how you can control garden pests with predators. So make sure to check that episode out, too. Again, there's a link in the show notes. You know, but remember, the most important thing you can do is to leave the plant eating insects alone. You've got to give time for the predators to show up and do what they do. If you do this and follow the tips mentioned above, like adding flowers and leaving the fall leaves on the ground you will see a huge increase in ladybugs and other predators. The result will be a balance where all those predators keep the plant-eating insects numbers low enough that they don't really cause any problems. Your property will not only support you, but also a large abundance of wildlife. And this, this is how you heal the living world. And, you know, make sure you stay tuned for our next episode, where we're going to design a fruit tree guild. You know, we will look at the other plants you can plant around your fruit trees, along with other elements that will help your fruit tree thrive. You know, a fruit tree guild can also be the foundation of a food forest, which we talked about, uh, you know, an episode ago. So hope you'll tune in to next week for that episode. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And thank you for listening to the Growing With Nature podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to our patrons over on Patreon.com. Thank you, patrons, for supporting our work. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Your review will help more people find us, people like you, who want to bring these skills home to support wildlife, grow food, and help heal our living world. Well, that's all for now. See you next week, same time, same place. Have a great week, and keep on growing.